Right on. Welcome back, Ranch Nation. Hanging out with you mechanical maniacs right here from the East Valley Institute of Technology. Susie Sockets, it's good to see you, girl. Good to be seen, Frank. And I got to say, because it's just therapeutic for us, and we know all you guys have been hanging, uh, but every beginning of the show, I got to give homage to the Boodles band. Hit the trumpets, baby. We appreciate you guys hanging out. Uh, if you guys catching the podcast on Sunday, you rock. And all of our uh, radio family on the weekend, 90.7 and 88.7, along with KFNX, you guys rock. I know what you get. You guys told us you stop the lawnmower and you hang out, and then you want to hear Susie Sockets. Sockets. <laughs> Susie, how you doing, girl? <laughs> Amazing. We got to tell, tell the people what happened to you before we introduce our, our little show topic. You're so talking right it's, about it's, it's never happened before. But I'm going to let you explain what happened to you on uh, the way to Grandma's one, house. Which one are you talking about? When I got out of the truck or before I Before left you the shop? came here to the Grandma's station. Well, you know, so, yeah, we actually had a very nice guy who... Um, well, no, I'm talking about you You had show notes that flew out oh, of the car. Oh, we're talking about that one. <laughs> okay, so Arizonians don't aren't used to wind. No. Right? So you get out of the car, you grab your notes, and whew, when they whoosh away and... Are so, going down the parking lot. And- so I, I was just trying to envision what that looked like because here you are. You have full day, six o'clock. You dealt with the t- thirty thousand c- people coming in with car problems, and here's your therapeutic ride to yes. the show. And show notes just fly out like a bunch of craziness. And I'm running down the parking lot. It would have been a good TikTok video. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't run well. You came in here with your eyes bloodshot. I was worried about <laughs> you. I was like, no. But uh, I will say this: we have to say uh, hello. To Cortez Norris. He's All a, Cortez Norris. Yeah, so he's if you're our little, listening, he's Well, in he's the our shop. little day trader. <laughs> we, 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 we're talking intraday trading. Yes. Because I don't know if you guys trade, you bunch of crypto maniacs, but you saw what happened that falling knife, and some of you are nervous because you've been holding on or you bought in late. Don't play the tulip mania. <laughs> but we had a chance uh, to just kind of swap a little price psychology. Yeah. Uh, cool cat. So big shout out to our friend. Yes, and then a little public service announcement. I say go for it. All right, so on the way here, I take all freeways, right? And I used to ride a motorcycle. I used to ride a little crotch rocket katana. You crazy woman. And I'm telling you, I saw this motorcycle crotch rocket, guy riding it, girlfriend probably, I'm assuming, is behind it. He's zipping in and out, but you know what? She's got flip-flops on, short shorts. So she was hanging out like she was at the beach on something, and she's on the back of the motorcycle. But a bikini top, Frank. Oh, I... And here's the worst part about it is, the moment you get your first road rash from a bike wreck, oh my. You're free-spirited, and what I'm saying is after (laughs) COVID, a lot of you getting excited. You you were on the medicine for a little bit. Because you got to know your spouse way too well, (laughs) and you finally got to know what your kids look like. And, And the thing is, some of you got on medicine, and now... You're all post-COVID, hashtag post-COVID maniacs, and you're free in the wind. I think something's going on like that. I think so, too. I really believe we don't know what to do with ourselves. That's right. Event planners are all on drugs right now. You know it because they're getting phone calls. I have no idea what this has anything to do with a car show, but in all reality, it does. And before we get into our show topic, in fact, let's talk about our show topic and our guests. We're really honored to have Spike Ferris and people. Not while you're driving. Get on a Spike's car radio. I want you to click on that. Uh, Spike Ferriston, television writer, screenwriter, 
comedian. I can't wait. We got to bounce some That's jokes. That's going to be fun. And of course, a TV personality uh, who's done well, people work on Seinfeld sitcom. Nice. Mr. Jerry Seinfeld. And, and I got to say something. Mr. Spike has got the credentials behind the Soup Nazi episode. Nice. We're going to pick his brain on that. <laughs> what, was, what was Spike drinking that evening? Because <laughs> uh, he, he uh, But Spike is also an amazing uh, automotive enthusiast and uh, hosts, in fact, will talk uh, about uh, his recent book expose. Yes, people, adults love coloring books. Yes. I don't care who you are. Get your own stuffiness out of it. But our good friend Fireball Tim, who has the uh, coloring book series, Spike was honored to be on the front cover of that. So Spike is going to be joining us, and we're going to we're going to travel down uh, travel down some Spike history. Nice, yeah. But no, I think when we were talking about post COVID, I don't care who you are. Some of you repainted your houses four times. You're so bored. There's stuff we're doing to our homes that we have not done before. I've seen it. You go. Why are toilet seats? Not in stock at Home Depot. <laughs> I mean, come on. So right now, between wood and steel, and I would like to add a little automotive goodness, what were you people doing with your undercarriage covers? We have seen an increase. Uh, Frank, can you check my plastic undercarriage cover? I'm like, okay. We may see prior, pre-COVID, maybe four a month. Yep. Now we get four a week. Yep. What the hey were people doing with their cars parked for a long time? That's we know right. it. You're all working from home and changing toilet seats. And I know why there's no toilets. You want to know why? Maybe. Because they have so much toilet paper, they need some toilets I to go with know, it. I don't know, but right now it's a little, how many will agree it's a bit of a mania? Go. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's a mania. It's, it's, it's just banana stuff that we would never think of yeah. is happening. So uh, I do want to mention, I thought this was interesting. I'm going to spend well-earned money on a Porsche. Okay. Deutschlander sprechens to mesh. Mm-hmm. And I may go out and spend seventy, eighty thousand dollars because I've earned it. I've worked hard. A lot of you got a pay raise from working at home. You went from one laptop to two laptops. You got a pay raise. <laughs> the Porsche Cayenne, the base trim level of that Cayenne, beautiful ride, wonderfully designed. Except when Porsche decides they're going to miss out on installing heating elements for the passenger seat. About 180 of these rides from the factory. Got missed? Missed. So here you are. You're in Boston. It's cold. And you're on your first date. (laughs) That hottie's sitting in that passenger seat. And you're a big shot. (laughs) What do you do? And she's chilly. She's a little chilly. You got your nice watch on. And you got the tunes on. Your cologne is set. Yep. And you turn on the seat, the little heater seat. And are you bragging about it? And here bit? you are. But really, this happened. Porsche recalls Cayenne's. Uh, let's get the number exactly. 136 of these. The uh, 136 of these vehicles are missing the front passenger seat heater. Now, I think that's a problem. Well, it is a problem, especially if it's a Cayenne, because it, technically that's a hot spice. <laughs> if you're going to miss the heat. Well, I was going to say some of, some of that. Um, so what do you think happened? We've talked about it. I forget what platform. On the assembly line. Those vehicles made at 3 o'clock on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Something's not going to work. I don't know. I've not done the study. That's a miss. That deep on recalls. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you guys can do that and inform us here at Wrench Nation. That's a miss. But I just thought, um, you know, it's like that Mercedes my wife drives, the first one. Beautiful car. It's a big daddy sport utility. And here we are. We're out in California. In fact, uh... Ken Vela, Wicked Customs, 
Fireball, the whole crew out there. And we're headed back to Phoenix. And all of a sudden, my coolant temperature gauge on this thing, this brand new ride. I mean, this is like less than, it still smells. You know how that yeah, is. Yeah. Like factory, Deutsche Landa, goodness. And the light comes on, the check engine light, coolant light. Lights I've never seen as a mechanic. Come on, these are new lights to me. And the temperature gauge was the clue just swept up to hot. And I'm like, this thing is not overheating. So anyway, we ended up. What'd uh, you do? Well, Mercedes didn't have a fix. And I want you guys to understand something. When, <laughs> when we're talking 100 million lines of code under hood, give us technicians and the service spray a break. If the engineers cannot figure out a fix, Frank can't figure out a fix either. <laughs> And I'm telling you, with fancy lab scopes, transducers, looking at compression cylinder intake pulls, sometimes it happens. So my wife, she had a hard time with it, Susie. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, this can't be happening. I said, well, honey, it is. Chill out. They'll take care of you. But the fact is, the technology, man, is blazing away. And to answer your question, Susie, they basically said, after many times of checking, we just don't know. Okay. And my wife's like, what I do know is I need another one. <laughs> so we ended up upgrading to a, a, a newer one. And nice. Mercedes took care of us. But what's happening in the weird section of the situations of the news? So we're talking about post-COVID, but COVID in itself was really rough on everyone. It made us a different population of people. It sure did, especially Maybe. for the small businesses struggling, right? Oh, yeah. So the Paycheck Protection Plan, Oh, PPP, that was a big deal. People were calling me, Frank, yeah, did you get your money? That's I said, right. Uh, I didn't qualify. And that was mainly implemented to help the small businesses, right? Yeah. So somebody in California decided oh. to collect and collect and collect to the tune of $5 million of oh, this. Oh, snap. Yes, Paycheck a- Protection Plan. Mafioso style. <laughs> Jeez. Now, here's what's interesting. The guy submitted literally fraudulent PPP loan applications to three different banks on behalf of four companies that didn't actually exist. Wow, people were sleeping. You know why? This is my feeling. And I I know you accountants and your financial planning degreed up to the umpteenth, whatever. I'm not that guy. But what I'm thinking is the banks had incentive. That's right. And- well, could we go back to when there were no income qualification loans? That's right. You're working at Jack in the Box and we're giving you 500K <laughs> and you don't have to worry about a damn thing for three years. That's right. Could So, yeah, I've, I've heard of those situations. So if he didn't have legitimate businesses and he didn't have employees, what do you think he used this money for? Well, if he was sneaky enough, I'm thinking, well, I know he wasn't a mechanic. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> nope. Was, he wasn't in the automotive he business. He wasn't in the automotive business. But what does this have to do with cars? I don't know, but where are you going with this one? Because uh, <laughs> maybe, it, was this a small Did dealer? Was he a Sorry. south side dealer selling, no. uh, selling Kia Rios? He used the money to purchase a Ferrari, oh. a Bentley, oh. a Lamborghini. He wasn't messing around. Take lavish vacations and pay off some personal expenses. Well, what else are you going to do? I mean, what's well, not he, that. What's he going to do? Create a fund for the missing children of the South Bronx? I mean, that's not happening. He's going to go and splurge. Well, eventually the feds actually were able to to confiscate it took the him Ferrari. A yeah, they seized the Ferrari, the Bentley, the Lamborghini, and uh, seized about $2 million from his bank accounts. And you know what I have to say about that? No Bentley for you. No Bentley for you. <laughs> I Well, you know, you, uh, I mean, you hear these stories. And, of course, we're all on the Fed juice right now. I mean, yeah. it's cra- I mean, come on. I feel what's going to happen to our grandchildrens of children's. We're talking $3 trillion. I was on a national call, you know, with ASA, and we're talking about what's happening recently, April 21st. They were talking about uh, telematics and data privacy and all this. And, and uh, 
it's either 500 billion or 2 trillion is the money that they're looking at for well we're talking infrastructure how many you drive an EV would you be complaining about not enough charging stations yes you would be right i don't care how much of an elon musk fan you are that's right and so the big shots at federal government say oh we're going to do 500,000 charging stations in fact we'll probably pick spike's brain because out sure. in california huge ev contingency out there and there's range anxiety like where i mean you know how are you so spend more money if you want to get us to the ev promised land and then try and compete with uh china yeah there's going to have to be some changes there well uh, ford just the- came out with the uh ev yeah. f-150 baby how many of you truck folks would have a lifted ev truck with all the bells and whistles. Well, you would, because that EV, there's no resistance, man. It's freewheeling. Mm-hmm. And so I think the truck community eventually... Now, I don't know about the truck that Tesla has, that that triangular-looking spaceship. Yeah, I haven't bought into that one yet. No, but I think Elon has. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, we'll see. Only time will tell. So I want you guys to stay tuned. Uh, after the break, we're honored to have Spike Fierston. Uh, I know I'm butchering the name, uh, Spike's Car Radio, while we take a break, get on to your local podcast uh, channel and uh, click a subscribe over to Spike's Car Radio. We're going to step back in time. How does one go from writing, legendary writer, to such an amazing talent behind, uh, uh, well, just uh, the heart and passion for an automotive enthusiast, uh, uh, working together with uh, many out in uh, Malibu for, I think it was Wheels and Waves, they may call it something different. I want you guys to stay tuned. we got Spike first and coming on next, Ranch Nation. Funding for Wrench Nation Car Talk brought to you by Anytime Auto Glass, a family-owned, full-service windshield replacement and repair company with a focus on hard work, integrity, and providing a no-hassle professional service for their windshield and vehicle tint clients. AnytimeAutoGlassAZ.com or call 480-430-4597. Anytime Auto Glass. I want my mileage back. Of course you want your mileage back. And all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost 3 to 1 over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG, BG. Bolt-on Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-on Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Funding for Wrench Nation Car Talk brought to you by Vision Collision, a full-service auto body repair, collision repair, and automotive paint facility in Tempe, Arizona, serving all of greater Phoenix. Free towing, free estimates, Vision Collision, family owned and operated, 480-248-9049, Vision 
collision. Whether you're looking for a full service direct mail or you just simply want a few marketing materials printed for use in your store, MailShark has got you covered with over 10 years of client service success with direct mail postcards, restaurant box toppers, magnets, and so much more. MailShark is there to help your marketing team acquire the clients you deserve. Pay weekly, pay as you go. There is no pressure, no contracts, direct mail. For more details, visit themailshark.com. Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. Welcome back, Wrench Nation, hanging out with you guys. Get on to WrenchNation.tv. I know you guys will dip in and out. Uh, we had Dennis Gage, of course, my classic car, great interview. So much that we had no clue what Mr. Dennis did before he was, uh, well, godfather on TV with automotive. CEO and president of legendary companies, of course, Coker Tire, Wade Kawasaki. All great interviews. You guys can chew that up as you wish. Uh, Spike Fairston, uh, Spike's Car Radio uh, well, uh, talented screenwriter, comedian, and TV personality. Really known for his work on Seinfeld, Letterman, The Simpsons. I mean, there's a list of stuff. Let's just bring Spike in. Spike, welcome to the show. Hey, Frank. Man, I, I, great to have you on. Uh, we, we're just checking the temperature. Are you seeing these anomalies in Southern California with driving behavior and just all things post-COVID madness? <laughs> I uh, came into a large sum of money. Five million dollars. I'm not going to tell you how. And I, I've been busy driving these new cars I bought with it, this Lamborghini and this Bentley. I'm, you know, I, I get excellent. followed a lot, and I, I'm hiding them, but uh, but I really haven't noticed any anomalies. It, you know, the thing is, uh, it, it's. I'm not saying that we switch gears overnight as a society, but w- when I mention we're seeing some quirky things from the garage side of. You know what we're saying. For, I mean, we see the Black Widows cars been sitting for a little bit. What are you saying and seeing before we dive into a little bit of history? Uh, we know that you're test driving and revealing some really great cars. What is the biggest change, Spike, that you've seen uh, over the past, well, pre-COVID and post-COVID when it comes to automotive? Are people uh, hyped up about a few this, that, and the other thing? Uh, you know, it was so nice out here without anybody on the road <laughs> in the beginning. It was the great, that was the change that was so wonderful. When you thought, remember the moment where you thought if you left your house, you're just going to breathe the air and die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. You, yeah. you just had highways and, and LA, you know, it's cra- every street you had to yourself. And it was, you know, except for the dying, it was pretty good. I was yeah. Like, but how did it affect pretty, the 405? Pretty, Oh, the 405. There was, was no yeah. one on the 405. Really? That's, That's no crazy. crazy. Yep. Because it was wonderful. And and now, uh, this morning I went driving with some friends, and immediately uh, I was talking to someone who I, I kind of don't like, but he was back in my face, <laughs> and his spit was hitting my face. And and I was like, it's it's over. This this beautiful time in, in our lives is over. I mean, except for the dying, which was horrible. 
No one's going to argue that. There were some really great things about this pandemic, and the driving out here was one of them. Wow. Well, we have uh, our fair share of maniacs in fear. We all know. See, one thing that we have, Mr. Spike, that you don't have out there, maybe, is our wonderful temperatures in the summer. It just makes people angry. <laughs> I mean, we have these road rage bananas, uh, I'm sure. So you're saying, wow, we had some freedom with that madness, and now we're seeing an yeah. uptick in, in this craziness. We have people who don't know how to get out of the left lane. They dick around <laughs> the left lane and expect you to pass on the right. There's a, an epidemic of that. And then we have, the, we have the same hostile environment with some folks, except I would just add guns to it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> occasionally, you don't really want to beep or flip anyone out because occasionally they have a gun, which they don't hesitate to show you. Aye. It's craziness, I tell you. Yeah, all right. It's only happened 10 times in 20 years, but it's happened to me 10 times. Wow. We all must be careful and uh, just, just. I think everybody, I think the mantra post-COVID COVID should be hashtag chill out. I mean, because <laughs> uh, we are bananas that way. Hey, let's go back in time, Spike. I, 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 I know that uh, before you headed over to NBC, uh, when I read this, I, I thought it was pretty cool as... as you know, I'm a jazz trombonist, and I saw Berkeley School of Music. Mr. Spike, yeah, yeah. did you audition? How did you get, what did you do? At, how did you get in there? It, you know, I don't remember it being all that hard <laughs> <laughs> back when I was going. They kind of were like, oh, you want to come here? Can you play guitar? And I doodled around on the guitar a little bit. And they yeah, yeah, you're fine. Can your parents pay it? And I'm like, I guess. I was, you know, it was kind of like that. I don't remember it being like Juilliard, yeah, like yeah. Audition. Show. yeah. Like Juilliard, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it absolutely wasn't that. I was like, okay, kid, you like guitar? Because you see, all of this pre-internet stuff, nobody knew how many kids like me were in these small towns, <laughs> and I just happened to live thirty minutes away. I said, oh, that's cool. I, I play. I have a band in high school. I'll just go learn to, to play music more and be a rock star or something. So it was like it was a natural choice but was not a very good choice for me even though the school is fantastic what caused you to pivot because we got a lot of folks here listening that thought or, or maybe was influenced by family you know uncle louie yeah. was an attorney what is your problem you are going to be a lawyer what, what what was that pivot for you i mean what happened it you know i really loved the movie animal house and <laughs> the berkeley college of music dorms were nothing like that it was all dudes doing uh, shedding, they called it. Just oh, shedding on their instruments, went, yeah, yeah. Shedding, we're all shedding and shedding room, and it, there were no girls there, and I went, oh, my God, what have I done to myself? This is not the experience. I mean, I really was not paying attention to that. And, you know, then I'd go into these jazz guitar classes, and we'd take these deep dives on music theory, which I loved and was great. But the more I learned about music, the more I couldn't enjoy it. It was a very odd effect it had on me. Um, and I did well there, but I just stopped listening to music. And, you know, right about that time, I started watching David Letterman, and he was, you know, tossing life, light bulbs off towers. And I had just been kicked out of the dorms for throwing light bulbs <laughs> out of an eighth-floor eight window. That was your calling. Went, oh, well... <laughs> I was that, that that place. That guy's getting paid by a network to do what I just got kicked out of the dorms for. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to try to work for that show, and that's where I made that pivot. Wow, I mean that's, that's a uh, great story. New York in the early <laughs> yeah. '80s, mid '80s, yeah. This is yeah, 1986, and I, and I was a bartender in Boston. I had no connection to showbiz whatsoever. 
but there was a hostess that came in wearing that yellow varsity late night jacket. And I said, first, can I have the jacket? She said, no. <laughs> and I said, well, second, could you think you could get me an internship on David Letterman? She goes, do you want to introduce yourself first? I go, oh, hi, my name is Spike. <laughs> and she said, look, the guy who gave me this jacket is still in love with me. And he would do anything for me. So, yeah, I'll call him up and I'll hook you up. And she did. That was on the first kind of handshake with this girl. Wow. Her name is Harriet. That is yeah, the hookup. She, she, she got me a hookup for an internship, and I clawed my way up from there. You know, when, when, you, when you think about these things, and, and, and again, I speak to a lot of our folks that are not just up-and-coming up writers or, or whatever creatives they are. A lot of us are living on YouTube, and that's going to be our way to get out there. Uh, that's a whole different game. But how much would you say, I mean, at that moment, moment in time, that was just sheer man, I got lucky with that situation, but then you earned it by way of sheer talent as a writer and a comedian. Well, I, you know, I come from a a blue-collar working-class family where my mom worked and my dad worked, and they worked hard. My grandmother worked hard until she was in her 90s, and it, you know, whatever I did, mowed lawns or bagged groceries, I always gave it 100% because I just thought that's, that's the way I was taught. That's how you do it. So when I got into this situation, you know, I was just so happy to be working on shows that I'd seen Saturday Night Live and David Letterman. I could not believe that this is how they made television. Like, I thought David Letterman just went out there and improvised the whole thing. But I saw that there were these writers, and they were really funny, and they were kind of like me, and they, they got paid well. And I thought, well, that's – I think I can do this job. And then I started – you know, just busting my ass to, you know, to do well in the job I had, which was answering phones and getting graphics and and work my way up from there. Honestly, I would have been happy doing anything on the shows because I just liked being around them. I felt like I was with my people. Yeah, the energy, the energy was right there. Susie, I think yeah. I, I think a lot of people um, may miss the boat. We always talk about Spike. You sometimes besides the hustle. I mean, you. You you got to work. You got to work your craft. You got to show up. But I think sometimes people also have a tendency to reinvent the wheel when it's just right in front of them. And Spike, I imagine yeah. as a writer, you've got a team of writers. Uh, no Letterman, uh, or for that matter, you know, folks on Seinfeld and so on, just don't show up. There's a lot of hard work and bones behind the scenes. And with that stated, you're out writing episodes, and we got to talk about this. Soup Nazi on Seinfeld. Did you ever think, as you were writing, any of these would just kind of go into sort of what is now this viral? I mean, my my kids know about Soup Nazi. Yeah, no, you can't predict that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> my kids, uh, my kids uh, just figured out that I wrote B movie with Jerry and a couple of guys. <laughs> They're so impressive, Dad. You know that's the biggest meme. I go, is that good? Is that bad? <laughs> they able to, are you making fun of me? Are you, is that, no, but you wrote the biggest meme. And I'm like, okay. It, you know, someone said early on, you never you never quite know what you write is going to pop. And, uh, and that's been true in 20 years of writing. You, you never know. You could think you just wrote the greatest thing and it just disappears in a second. And then in, it, it, like the soup Nazi, I thought that episode uh, was one of the worst episodes of Seinfeld that, that was ever written, and I thought I was going to get fired after it. 
I really did. (laughs) (laughs) And it turned out to resonate with a lot of folks. And, you know, there you go. Yeah. But uh, what what you and I think what the audience sees in it, I have yet to see in the episode. But it's it's a wonderful thing that it happens. Yeah, no doubt. Sometimes as creatives, we don't we say, okay, what was so special about that? I do that every day. What happened with the other ten? But speaking of every day, I, I gotta be, I gotta give a big shout out. And, and if you just join us, we got Spike uh, Fairston, Spike's Car Radio. Please get on there, click on subscribe, check out his show. Big shout out to your partner, Paul Zuckerman. That oh, you know, boy. I I enjoy listening to you guys, and and Paul seems to have this uh, uh, this uh, air of well, uh, I don't care. This is the way it is, and I love that. He's true blue yeah. as as well as you. Because I find that in the arena of highlighting whatever sexy automobile shoot du jour of the day, sometimes you can tell that that individual's heart ain't there. Somebody just is trying to get a paycheck. And one thing about mm-hmm. your podcast that I really admire, you guys are doing it for the love of the what you yeah. guys love and not, you know, and you're, you're going to call it out. Uh, how'd you meet Paul Zuckerman? Tell us about that relationship. Zuckerman, uh, uh, who is a personal injury lawyer, was also my neighbor in Hollywood maybe uh, a, a long time ago. I've known him for a long time. And I would see him coming up the street in his stupid suit and his funny derby hat, driving <laughs> cars that didn't quite work for him, like a yellow Jaguar. And like the wrong color Corvette, but from the 50s. And he'd He's have his, he's just if you know him he's a little big and he was yeah. kind of hanging over the seat and uh, you know I caught up with him have, having coffee one day I said I introduced myself I said I live down the street and I go I love that you love cars I don't know anybody on the street who likes cars but you're driving the wrong things do you want to drive <laughs> some of my stuff and he goes what do you got and I, and I go well, I got these old Porsches and you know because hey, I don't like the people. I go they they're not what I thought they were either, but why don't you try it cuz I think you might like it. And we became friends and you know, I we we've been friends since that moment and you're right. He's a very because he's a personal injury lawyer, uh what they call slip and fall uh lawyers. Yeah. He's yeah. very unfiltered in his personal <laughs> life and his professional life and his car life and I you know, most comedians and comedy writers are that way, and he made me laugh, which is kind of hard. And, and uh, I, 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 when it time, came time to do the podcast, I said, you know, you're a really funny person to have around. I like talking to you. You, you always take it a little too far, but you're brutally honest. And I think that would be a good energy for me because I'm, I'm going to try to say the right thing. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Do the right thing. But, I, but I might have you say the thing that I'm thinking. Um, because he and I are usually in line what we think about cars. So yeah. he, he's, you know, he's a very good friend and a, and a really good guy and a lot of fun to do uh, the show with. And we have Johnny Lieberman now that's at it from Motor Trend. We have uh, Mr. Seinfeld, who considers himself a co-host. When he's in town, he comes on. And Matt Farah of The Smoking Tire. Yeah, you know, we've had... his own podcast. Yeah. He's uh, on ours, too. you got a <laughs> so whole a nice great crew... Family. And, yeah, yeah. you know, outside of names, though, I mean, I mean, because we've all we've all witnessed from an auditory fashion some pretty bad podcasts with some big names and certainly not. You guys rock and, and the, the coverage. We're going to talk more about that. Uh, in fact, we did have Matt Farah on. Uh, I don't know. It was 80 shows ago. Uh, this is before he built uh, his uh, storage facility. Big shout out. Let's mm-hmm. give Matt a shout out. What's the name of his place out in uh, uh, California? Mm-hmm. where? Storage, uh, West okay. Coast Collector Car Storage, right? Perfect. Yes, thank you. Uh, this was before. Yeah, I think he was just 
kind of starting that up, Susie. He was getting that all on paper, and right. yeah, he's he is he's up and running. It's and you know what I like, place. Spike. I think mm-hmm. those that have a really simple business model will lean towards more success. <laughs> he basically said, "Here are all these expensive cars with these two car driveways there on Malibu Road, looking out the ocean, and I've got a fleet of five nice looking vehicles. That where am I going to park these things?" So I thought that was a great idea. Yeah, and you know, if you're, you know, Matt's a very popular YouTuber and creates a lot of great content, and he's running the place. <laughs> like if yeah, you're Matt Sarah, <laughs> we could relate. We relate. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like Dollywood. You know, yeah, Dolly Parton really lives here. You That's right. Here. I mean, yeah, she's and, and he he's he's taking care of your car, and and it's a it's a pretty cool experience. Yeah, no, he lives and breathes it, and we appreciate that. I want you guys to stay tuned. In the meantime, uh, during break, please get on to. Uh, Spike first and check out the Spike's Car Radio show. Uh, You guys will be instantly hooked. And uh, Spike, when you come back, let's dive in. We're going to talk a little bit about the scene out in Malibu and how folks are starting to really uptick out there, regardless of what the local police are saying. Uh, We know about that. And we're going to talk about uh, your recent uh, get-together with Fireball Tim in this coloring book series. Oh, yeah. Hang tight, Ranch Nation. Funding for Wrench Nation Car Talk brought to you by Parts Authority Auto Parts. Founded in 1972, a leading national distributor of automotive replacement parts, tools, equipment, and transmissions. For a location near you, visit partsauthority.com. Right on. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Uh, Susie Sox, it's uh, hanging out with you, and uh, we're excited. Uh, you know, we, we have to mention this. Let's uh, bring Spike back in. Spike, welcome back, partner. Hey. Um, off air, we, we just, I don't know how, whatever. Just talking. Four o'clock. We mentioned um, what a wonderful place. You know, when you, when you bring up Matt Farrow, and the, immediately what I think of, and I want your take on this, there was a time where um, the average individual, it seemed extremes from a, uh, an automotive enthusiast point of view. Like you were like Southern Alabama muscle car, or if you were, you know, it was very regional. We didn't, and that was because it seemed that the automotive journalists were sort of reporting in, and they did a very good job traditionally, but they were in a, and so when you mentioned Matt Farrow, and we mentioned this off air, Matt, in my opinion, and I think you and many others, changed the game by way of how we report on these cars and how we are road testing. And, and your thoughts on that, Spike? I mean, you've seen the transition over the years as a writer. Um, this was a benefit for us, I believe. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, you know, it started with the magazines, and then it then it, it is now turned into, like, social media, really, and everybody kind of chatting about these shows. And, you know, our little crew, we're all, like, friends. We hang out all the time, whether right. we're doing shows together or not. So that's one nice thing about it. But when I think of Johnny Lieberman and Matt Farah and myself, we all kind of write from different points of view. Like, I, I, I'm more of a lifestyle person and... uh you know, how a car integrates into my family life. Matt and Johnny are very technical, but they yeah. both have their own flavors. But, you know, we 
you know, whenever I'm, you know, uh, about to drive a, a car, it's great to jump on YouTube and then do Doug DeMuro's take or Chris Harris's yes. take or, you know, any number of unknown YouTubers, take, which is really the guys in their backyards in Florida who get a press car and review it. So they're some of my favorite, you know. I, I, I like uh, I, I like those different points of view, and I might watch six different videos on the same car. Yeah. Well, that's definitely, I mean, between social media, YouTube, Internet, yeah, it's a whole yeah. different world. And I got to give you kudos. Uh, for several years, you had, you had the hit show Car Matchmaker. Uh, and just like you did uh, with your with your partner uh, driving that oddball car that just didn't seem right, Mr. Zuck there, uh, right. you had it in you to be able to advise people on, you know, finding the car to, to make made up with them. And here is Car Matchmaker. Talk yeah, about that yeah. series. Uh, that had to run some passion in your blood doing that. Yeah, that was that was really like the car guy in your neighborhood. Uh, any, one, any one of us could have done that show because we're the person that people come to, friends and neighbors and family members. Hey, what should I buy, right? And I had been doing that uh, like I'm sure you do it and I'm sure like a lot of your listeners do it. And I just happened to do it for a TV producer who said, boy, that was really helpful and you were right and why don't we make a a, a show uh, and i said all right <laughs> she goes all i know about the show is we can call it car matchmaker and i said all right let me get to work and we figured out a format um where we pick three cars and we drive them and i thought that's interesting because dealers never really let you do that um and it was a, a great joy you know to have this passion project that we done that we'd done that was work we were getting paid for it but we were honestly just having a great time making the show. Yeah, and that's it was good. really a really great experience. You guys can catch, of course, that was uh, back in 2014, but you guys get on Amazon. You can catch uh, all the seasons on Prime Video or Car Matchmaker. I got to ask you, because we get asked in the garage all the time, um, and, and hopefully it's not a post-purchase right. inspection, um, especially like we, unfortunately, we do see some bad buys from uh um, and again, I'm careful how I say this with all due respect to the auction week that we have here in Scottsdale, but we, we have somebody got passionate about buying that tea bucket and they paid whatever and we get it. And oh my goodness, yikes. Um, yeah. doing car matchmaker, what is a commonality that you saw, you know, doing dozens of these episodes, what gets in the way of people when they're truly looking for what they're looking for and maybe they're uh, overthinking, underthinking, talk to us about it. It's really funny. They get hung up on options, um, which oh. I enjoyed. I loved hearing someone make a decision on a car because of a sunroof. I, I thought that was really interesting because it was real, you know, and it's not not like the manufacturers know that's why people are buying their cars. But there were people who were going to the dealership without knowing what model they wanted and putting themselves in a bad position. Um, there were folks who didn't know how to negotiate with dealers, which I find hard to because they're sharks and, you know, you'd learn a lot of useful information. Like if you're not making headway to your deal in 10 minutes, turn around and walk out. Don't listen to sob stories from your car dealer. Oh, well, you know, I'd like to give you that lease number, but you know, frankly, I just got divorced. The second he does that, oh, Spike, you hit it right there. I mean, I gotta, you I know, gotta it's, slow it's this down. I mean, you're giving like uh, buku information <laughs> within ten minutes of anything, whether you're buying a showerhead yeah. or a car. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. as consumers, we do not dial in. And and I'm sorry, uh, I give, I give Susie, I give the ladies kudos because sometimes as men, Spike, we sort of pound our chest. We got that label on our forehead, uh, and but it seems like 
Susie, women, they, they got that 10-minute instinct built in I used to sell cars. Oh, snap. I All right. sure did. I used to sell Nissans. And did you want to drag them out and give them a little pain? And you know, no. <laughs> That's exactly you know, what Spike is saying. I'll be honest. I sold because of my honesty, because of my personality. I didn't. I didn't sell for. So long. you didn't. You didn't I sell didn't a lot of cars. Lie. No, I didn't. I sold one a month. But Spike, you hit it on the head, man. It's like, and sometimes I gotta say, my wife gets upset. I'm doing military style. I when I don't care if we're going to the five and dime or if it's Nordstroms. I'm like military, in and out, bam, bam, grab it, go. Uh, inside a ten minute guy. Yep. Spike, yeah. you're saying some. That it's actually pretty powerful. But when you go into a dealership without a plan, then you're going to walk out with something that you were influenced. All right, a lot of people yeah. are buying, but a lot of people are buying yeah. low mileage used cars and new cars. Spike, run and it look, down and, real and, quick. And here's something I I, I want to just mention: there are good dealerships, and you just got to get on Yelp or any other review yeah. site and find them. There there are guys out there, or like or like Susie here, who's saying she was honest. There there are people, a lot of people like that. You just have to take a moment to dig into those reviews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the options is where we got hung up on. You mentioned yeah. sunroof. What was the other big, like adaptive cruise control or something like that? Or <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't think it was uh, anything as sophisticated as that. Sunroofs was a big one. There were also just very funny ways of looking at cars. I remember one guy looked at this Lexus and said it's too spaceshipy for me, and I had never heard that before. <laughs> too spaceshipy. <laughs> well, maybe it was well the SC Coupe. Maybe I mean I could see maybe, but yeah, people yeah, do weird things. But it, that was, way. Yeah. but it was enjoyable. I mean, what we found is. That when people, I mean, it was hard having me sitting next to them and cameras in their face, but when they started to relax and spend a few hours in the car, that was valuable feedback for them. And it's, you know, something I recommend to my friends and family to this day is get out, see if you can go rent that car or borrow it and spend a day in it because you'll get to know it real quick and whether it's for you or yeah, whether we, it's not for you. That's our number one advice as well. We tell folks, yeah. especially if you're getting ready to make an investment that way, is to Take a road trip. Here we have Sedona, or if you want to head over to California, rent a car. Spend a month. Yeah. Rent one a week because yeah. you're going to live mm-hmm. with it, period. Speaking of cars, i got to ask you, I know recently um, you had a ch- and, and you do many vehicle uh, highlights and sort of uh, diving in uh, to what your main point is, lifestyle, and that Audi 2022 e-tron. Lots of buzz. Uh, electrification is lots of buzz. Do you think car culture is headed south? I ask everyone that comes on the show, do you think my kids are going to get excited about tinkering as we sort of electrify? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that, that's a, it's a common thing that I've heard for years. You go to Pebble Beach, you know, we got to get the kids involved. Let's bring in some uh, racing simulators. Well, oh, you don't have to worry about it, sir. <laughs> that video game. If you, you know, out here in L.A., there's, there, there's just... The, the, the younger generations are already doing it. They're modifying Miatas at 16, you know. We, we have this little Cars and Coffee at the Malibu Country Mart, and, you know, I've met, I just met this 16-year-old girl who's been modifying her Miata since 14 <laughs> and has now set it up for racing. Yeah. And, uh, and then I'm with Jay. He's out there every week with us. And he introduced me to this 14-year-old boy and his dad that completely restored a 64 Mustang together, the two of them. And he's now showing up driving it because he can finally drive. You don't have to worry about the – it's in your blood and it's there and and they're all over it. And, um, you know, I don't know where we're going. The electrical car thing, the electric car thing – 
I'm about to be a customer for one. My wife is getting a Model Y. So I've driven the Taycan. I just drove the Model Y. I've, I've driven a lot, you know, the Bolt, the Bolt, all, all of it. And it's, you know, I was talking to Matt Farah, of all people, uh, the other day, and I said, do you think back when everybody was riding horses and this uh, this motor car came along, they went, what is this? It's smoky. It's loud. My horse, you know, clip-clops, but there's none of that smoke and the noise. And, and we're at that moment again with electric cars where you, you drive your Tesla and the regenerative braking, you don't have to touch the brake. You just, you're, you're hitting the throttle and you're letting off the throttle. And it's silent, so you hear wind noise for the first time. And you hear this uh, Jetson space sound in some of these cars. And it's off-putting. And, you know, my, when my wife drove the, the Model Y, she was like, I, I don't know what this is. I, I don't like it. She was afraid. But what happens after a couple weeks is you settle into this new thing and you're at a red light, and you look to your right, and there's a guy at a gas station waiting to pump gas, and you go, oh, oh, oh yes, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. You sat down in your car. You didn't have to start it. It just it knows you want to go somewhere, and you go, oh, yes, now I understand. And then you start hitting that brake pedal in a gas car, and you go, oh, that extra thing I have to do. <laughs> you are spot on. I mean, it's a transition. Really we yeah, had uh, transition. It is. We had. Uh, I don't know. Susie is about a year ago. Uh, Gridlock. Sam Schwartz, uh, former New York City Traffic Commissioner. We had to get him on because he had this provocative book, and that book was "No One Behind the Wheel." And in this book, he predicts mid-century you could be arrested for driving. At some areas of the country, some municipalities, you're driving. You can't. So I know that eventually our kids, our grandkids, will be like just like horse and buggy. Ha! They drove <laughs> really. <laughs> exactly. And I think it's yeah. just a transition. But on on that note, and, and we mentioned this because we got a lot of youngsters up and coming as automotive technicians and welders and such. And, and what I say is, yeah, we're not going to give up the spirit of tinkering. And I know that SEMA did a ton of sort of these study case, these case studies on lifted trucks and the aftermarket performance. And they're, and they're, and these are bona fide tests. This isn't just, you know, Louie behind the wheel putting his finger out saying, okay, the bumper looks straight. I mean, these are advanced driver awareness systems and all of that. And there is a way for folks to continue that. And I, and I think that will be future. So hashtag fake news. And it is good to hear what you just said. Uh, Susie and I have been out, of course, with Fireball, and we're going to talk about the coloring book here in a minute. And there is a spirit, whether it's an odd spirit of an odd vehicle. And some of us may look at that odd vehicle and say, well, that's different, but not to the person or the tribe that person is involved with. And where else are you going to get that? Uh, I mean, you know, I've always said, Spike, Put automotive people in government. We'll straighten it all out. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. And Spike, we're voting you. But Spike, what the position would you have uh, as a government official and you were tasked to be the car czar? What would be the first fatwa that you would decree of the automotive industry? What would you decree as a government allow, official? <laughs> oh, this would be very easy. I would allow folks to put a cannon on the front of their car and Anybody that's driving slow in the left lane, you'd be allowed to blow them right off the road. It would be that simple. That would be the first one. We have to get back and to basics. Anybody, by the way, and then anybody that dings you in a parking lot, it's the death penalty. It's, it's the, the death, death penalty. penalty. 
Yeah. You open a door and it's somebody else's door, that your your life is over. That's it. <laughs> Spike, you don't want me in that position. You've seen a lot. You've done a lot with a creative mind. How the heck did you hook up with Fireball? Uh, Fireball is an amazing talent uh, behind some of the, uh, uh, well, just some eclectic, odd, and you've seen it, Jurassic Park movie, car designs, and, and just a amazing human being what yep. a heart fireball has yeah he's great he is them. amazing he, he's part of our automotive tapestry Try, he is, he is. automotive tapestry and uh i met him late in the run and he told me what he did and uh, as you know i work in entertainment and i love people who also work in entertainment and cars and he's such a sweet guy and he brought up this this uh, idea that we do this coloring book together. I, I didn't understand that. Said, All right. He goes, believe it or not, a lot of adults color. And I, and I was home that night thinking about it. And I'm going, you know what? I've never seen a coloring book with the types of cars that I like and the things that I like. And so I called him. I said, All right, I'll do this. It sounds like fun. Um, but you got to let me do like just my 18 favorite things with wheels that, that have some meaning to me. And I'll write a little blurb about each one. And so... I started sending him like a Schwinn uh, Stingray, orange crate, bicycle, and a Hodaka Combat Wombat, which was the first motorcycle I had because my uncle gave it to me uh, when I was 12. And, you know, the cool old cars, like my mom had this Honda Accord from 1979, where in my, my hometown of American cars, I felt like I was driving an F1 car in that Honda Accord. So I put together... These, these vehicles, and he uh, drew them in, in coloring book fashion. And now now we have this little coloring book that I'm very proud of and very happy to have done with uh, with Fireball. And you can buy it on Amazon. It's, it's only uh, $9.99. It's $10. Bucks. You can just order it and uh, enjoy it and take it to the beach or take it to a picnic or park and give it to your kids, and they'll be coloring some cool stuff. Yeah, no doubt. You guys get on to – you can find this all over the Internet uh, – Visit uh, FireballTim.com as well as uh, Amazon. Uh, and in fact, I invite you guys. Spike, I know you dove in, and of course, as uh, as friendship developed uh, as, as part of the tribe out there, Fireball for a while was also doing a Malibu, Malibu vlog that was really cool. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it gave mm-hmm. you a sense of, uh, you know, local flair. And um, we've been out there, and uh, we love it. We love it. And uh, pajamas and pinky rings. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, you never know who's going to be. Uh, so I got to ask you one quick question because I know I talk to Fireball regularly, and for a while their knuckleheads were ruining it for everybody, and let's just call it what it is. And the police were out, and they were shutting it down, and they had the COVID spice in there. But recently, and you mentioned we are open for business. Uh, strong out there at the Malibu Country Mart. What's the uh, flavor of the car show? Is it upticking? Is it how's it doing? It is. Um, you know, it, it was shut down by the health department because of the pandemic. But so was every other car show, and really, all you had was just guys that are getting cups of coffee. So yeah, <laughs> it was innocent. Big, yeah, and everybody was very nervous because it was crowds outdoors. But my, you know, a, a lot of us felt like you know, while this thing is a very dangerous virus, outside it's not really that threatening and. As long as everybody wore masks and 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 stayed away from each other, it, it, we could get together for a couple hours and have really just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Jay started showing up and he brought in his fans. 
And, and, you know, eventually it just got too big where it was making news. And uh, <laughs> the city said, we gotta, they saw the pictures on Instagram and they said, we got to go shut it down. It, it has since, um, with the virus disappearing pretty much out here, it has since opened back up. Um, and, and the various landlords of the Malibu Country Mart don't really want the car guys there. I don't know why, but they don't really have the ability to stop Stop it. The show, a <laughs> formal show from happening. It's just a group of like-minded people getting together Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and grabbing coffee, and they show up with cool stuff. I just and, envision, you know, uh, Spike, I envision Mr. Paul Zuckerman standing there with arms crossed, firmly, attentive. You shall not no. pass me. He was a ba- he was afraid of of dying of COVID nineteen. He, <laughs> <laughs> he was terrified. Oh, I'm not well, going near that place. Yes. You're going to die, <laughs> You're breathing in all that spit. You're going to die. <laughs> uh, you guys check out Spike uh, Fairston and his uh, great family, automotive rock stars out there. Uh, Spike's car radio. Spike, can we squeeze in a little bit of a surprise? What are you working on? Is there anything you can share with the Ranch Nation? family about any uh juice you got coming up what what secret um, projects i can't but i do have something cool coming down the pipe that you should hear about this summer all right a little that, tease that's action. gonna be great get on instagram yeah, uh, check out spike first and at spike first and spike you're a rock star man we appreciate it. we can't wait to meet up uh soon out there in uh wait was spike gonna share something with us he was trying but he, he what he, i we he couldn't tell I us can't, i can't it's not it's not time it's but not it's time. It's exciting. not time. <laughs> All right. It's very exciting. I will tell you that, and you are going to like it. And it's and it's here. I'll tell you, it's comedy. Oh, okay. well, geez, uh, Spike, Done. we're expecting a lot of things out of you, so we'll be putting <laughs> the pressure on here. <laughs> Spike, you're. Uh, I really, really appreciate you spending some time with Ranch Nation. Thank you so much. It was great to be here. Thank you. Thanks, Spike. I mean, this is what life should be. A little cars, coffee, a little don't yeah, take it too little, serious. No surprise for you. No surprise for you. <laughs> See? But we'll get it out of him someday. But uh, you guys make sure to get on to uh, Fireball Publishing. All right, listen, man, we've got a few of these coloring books. Uh-huh. If you're an adult and you don't color, I'm thinking save yourself a little therapy money mm-hmm. and get your coloring book action on. In fact, Magnus Walker. Yep. Uh, quite a few uh, great folks uh, and, and just a good time. And I got to give a big shout out. Uh, there is in the Fireball Publishing coloring books, Eric Dick. I don't know if you met Eric Dick. He's a he's a producer of the music out in California, out in Malibu. And he says, make sure you check out the crossword. There's a crossword puzzle. Oh, my gosh. And you can't have a coloring book without a crossword no. puzzle. That there you so have cool. it. So you guys rock. Uh, thank you very much, all of our podcast family and all of our radio listeners. We appreciate you uh, working on growing. We have some deals in the background. Shh. Can't Shh. tell you yet. It's working. <laughs> but uh, we appreciate you spending time every week. Always an open mic if you know a great automotive technician or somebody doing some really cool stuff in the automotive industry. Always an open mic. As I tell you every week, be safe. Hug each other. And never forget to hug a mechanic. Oh, gravity. Down gravity Well it's a permanent song